The devil is out to get you and trip you up any way he can. Hello, I'm Clarence. I'm the preacher. The desire of every Christian is to defeat the devil, and we're going to talk a little bit about how to defeat the devil starting right now. The first thing you got to keep in mind is the devil likes to work from behind the curtain. He likes to hide behind the scenes. In Matthew 16, 23, Christ said to Peter, get thee behind me, Satan. Now Christ was looking at Peter, but Christ realized that working through Peter was the desires of the devil. Now Peter certainly meant well. He thought he had good intentions when he spoke to the Lord in that particular case, but Christ understood that Peter's ideas were contrary to the mission Jesus came to accomplish. Now one of the things you and I need to do is recognize that the devil is going to work the same way with us. He is going to try to work through other people. It may be family, friends, even church members, and they're going to try to get us off track. And we have to look through the person and see that it is actually the devil that is trying to pull their strings, whispering lies to them, misleading them, and not take it like a personal malicious attack. If we turn it into a personal attack, then things are just going to escalate. You know how it's going to go, and it's going to get uglier and uglier, and guess who wins? <laughs> Satan wins. He's got that one down when we forget that he's the one behind the curtain pulling the strings and saying the dumb things and, and suggesting ideas to other people. So if you can take a breath and look at the people that are frustrating you, understand this is really just the devil messing with you. And you might not want to say it out loud, get thee behind me, Satan, though on some occasions it may be right to be appropriate. But just remind yourself, there's a whole lot more going on here than just what meets the eye. We are in a spiritual war. We are in a spiritual battle. And if the devil can use somebody else as a pawn in your life to mess you up spiritually, he's going to use them. And they may be as good intention and sincere as Peter was, but it was still the devil. And that's one of the tricks to learning to keep the upper hand. Now, another trick, if you can call it that, is just plain out resist the devil. James 4, 7 says, if we will resist the devil, he will flee from us. The problem is, and let's be honest, sometimes we don't want to resist that much. We look at the direction the devil is calling us in and we go, you know, I'd kind of like to travel that road a little bit. I'd like to walk down there a little bit and at least see what it's about. And once we start down that road, of course, Satan has already won. So we have to have this idea that we're going to set our heart on heaven and we're going to have so totally consumed with the idea of reaching heaven. And I'm thinking Colossians chapter 3, verse 1 and 2, where he says, set your mind on heaven. We're going to be so totally consumed with achieving a victory, that spiritual victory, that sin just doesn't look good anymore. And you know, maybe a little surface veneer, you go, eh, but you see right through it and you see that it's going to lead to eternal ruin. Now, I want you to keep a dual focus if you can. Absolutely. Think about heaven and the bliss of heaven, the joys, the wonder, all those things that are really kind of hard to put into your mind. And then also balance that out a little bit with the flip side. What if you don't get to heaven? Where are you going to go? Yeah, eternal run. And what are you going to do in eternal run? 
I have an idea you're going to sit around like the rich man did and bemoan the fact that you're there and wish you had lived your life differently. We're going to get an eternal ruin, and one of the biggest pains we're going to suffer is that self-rejection, that self-kicking, that how could I have been such an idiot and lost our focus and let devil have an easy win. Don't go that path. So look at the blessings on one side and look at the pain on the other side and let the blessings and the joy of heaven draw you in further. Now, one more thing, and we'll close this little video. In 2 Corinthians 10, 5, Paul writes that we bring every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ. So while it is certainly clear that Satan will use other people as a pawn to mess you up, He'll also use your own thoughts if you'll let him. And the thoughts I have in mind right now are things like, well, I'm not good enough. Satan loves it when you think that. Well, God couldn't really love me. Man, Satan's down on the floor rolling in laughter at that one because he knows if you can't believe that God can't love you, Without faith, it's impossible to please God. Hebrew 11.6, Satan knows he's got you. He's got you all wrapped up. All he's got to do is deliver you to run now. And he has it. So those kind of self-defeating thoughts, when you catch yourself having those thoughts, just go, look, get behind me, Satan. I'm not playing that game. You take those thoughts somewhere else. But as for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. I'm going to set my mind on heaven. And though I am not worthy of heaven, God loved me. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. God loved me, sent his son to save me. And I'm going to grab a hold of that salvation. And I'm going to follow the footsteps of Jesus all the way into heaven. Now, when you have that attitude, the devil can't win. You got it. And that's exactly what you want. Talk about the abundant life. That's exactly it. Hey, put your comments below. Share your questions, either about this video or any other question that you might have. Share this video if you think it might encourage somebody to get their spiritual perspective a little better. Because I do believe that together, you and I can make a difference. And as always, I hope you have a great day.